You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. Wrong! A twisted web. And we are not finished untangling it, not yet. <laughs> Christian is living his life again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the POV Podcast, where we talk about anything pop culture related. And we are back and here with uh, regular guest, uh, Christian. Say hello. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm here, too, the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Devin? Hello. Uh, Christian, have you missed Craig? What was that? Have you missed Craig, Christian? Craig. <laughs> I miss Craig very much. Craig is my dear lover. <clears throat> Misses you too. Alright, so for this episode, we will be discussing the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, I, I saw this a few weeks ago, and to be honest, I don't remember too much about the plot. Actually, I do. I know a general sense. It's about these groups, this group of people who are here to stop an evil thing from happening. That's pretty much the, the basics. All right. Um, Evan, you're the one that suggested it. Uh, okay, so first off, I don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons. I know like, the surface levels. How much of a Dungeons & Dragons fan are you? Um, <clears throat> I'm a pretty big fan. Me and Christian play it a lot together. We we we're currently doing a campaign that Christian bought from a book and was pretty. Oh, what was pretty cool is that the campaign that we're currently playing they talk about like several things that the movie talks about several things that our characters that we're doing is actually in like there's a place that the characters go to and like a character that they mention in the movie that. Uh, Christian told us that is in the, our campaign that we're doing. Yeah, it's really funny. Like the week or a week or two after we had talked to the dude, they name dropped him, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "I just, I just, I just did this character. And he's him. He's him. <laughs> Christian, I was him. You're, you're in the movie." <laughs> Christian, they name dropped you. Which I didn't know at the time, but the the big fat dragon is also like a real being like real Faerunian lore. So or whatever terminology you're supposed to use, I don't know. If you remember that part, Hector. The big I do. Fat <laughs> it's a very chunky dragon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... apparently that's real lore. That that's a real dragon in D and D that like someone could use and possibly encounter. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> I think it's anyway. Dungeons and Dragons. You're gonna at least see one dragon in the movie. So I mean, like, like in my head, I was like mid movie. Like in my head, I was like, they're doing it. They're doing the thing. They're doing the name of the title. <laughs> Dungeon Dragon. Ah. <laughs> They were doing more of uh, Honor Among Thieves than D&D. <laughs> Which, I thought it was pretty interesting, because, like, all the characters... The only one that I didn't really know was, like, what Chris Pine was his character, because he doesn't, like, really specify... Like, 
specifically sit like like say. it doesn't specifically say what class he is because like I mean I'm assuming oh, he's probably a bard. Like he is a bard I, to some degree. Yeah, but as with bards they can also like cast spells and everything. So I was like kind of confused since he never actually did any spells. Because um, like in the movie, I thought he was just a rogue, but. Well, from the looks of it, he seems like, in, in like a metatextual sense, he's like the dungeon master in some ways. Yeah. He well, plays kind of like that role, but like in, in universe, he's a bard. He's like the leader, makes the plans in, in some way. But, uh, Christian, what were your main thoughts when you were watching the movie? Like, how was your, what was your expectations? What was your... Honestly, uh, I thought the movie was going to be really, really bad. Just because, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie. You know, kind of the stigma that goes with Dungeons and Dragons. Like, outside of the Dungeons and Dragons world. And I mean, I wasn't like too caught up on like what they were doing with it. I didn't watch any trailer or anything like that. Uh, so you know, I, I was like, this is gonna end poorly. But you know, it was a pretty good movie. Like, I if, if someone wanted to watch it again, and eh, I'd do it. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again per se. But if the time arose to watch it again, I would. Uh, the characters are all pretty funny. They have good little moments. They each have uh, like their own like quirks that you would like give your characters if you were playing the game. Yeah, and the story made sense. Like it wasn't uh, like it wasn't hard to follow. It all made sense. You understood why they were doing what they were doing. I mean, it was pretty well. Done. I, I don't really have many. I, I mean, I wish the paladin. I what, what what's his name? It was, uh, Zink. Yeah, I wish Zink stayed around. That dude was funny the way he just took everything literally. <laughs> I did <The> best character. <laughs> I really did. I really did like that one moment when like there were he was like talking to, uh, we're. Michelle Rodriguez's character, and then he's like, I could hear you. He's like, that bastard could hear us? And he's just like, yes. And he's like, I hate you. And he just smiles. <laughs> yes, that was very good. Yeah, he's very charismatic. But, like, like I said, like, each of the characters had their own little quirks that you would, like, in-game, like, if you would play, you would, like, give your own characters your traits and everything, and I, I thought that aspect of it was really pretty funny, like, with Michelle Rodriguez's character liking potatoes, uh, Zank taking everything seriously, and kind of like sort of like a Drax type, but it kind of just like fits of how you would actually play it, which I thought added a bit of charm to the movie. And the fact that all the actors, they actually played it like played D&D before they did the movie was, I thought was a pretty cool detail. But when I first, like, I didn't watch any of the trailers like Christian did. I only saw, like, a clip, which was the, they raised the dead guy and asked them the five questions scene. 
And I was like, hmm, this seems kind of fun. But I was expecting... Did you, did you see Game Night, Hector? Yes. I was going to bring I thought, it up. I was, ex- I was expecting it to be like... I thought, like, I didn't watch Game Night, but I heard how, like, Game Night is. And I was kind of, like, thinking the movie was going to be, like... In, like, the real world, people were going to, like, play Dungeons and Dragons. And then, like, the movie would be... We'd watch, like, what the characters would be doing, kind of. Cause, like, Christian, you've seen, like, them animate, like, the critical role scenes and everything? Uh, the critical role show? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of Because I thought it was going to be kind of like that. But I I was, it was kind of just like the 2000, 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie, where it's actually <laughs> like in the movie, it was like actually taking place in the world and stuff, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. And did, did you watch that one? The 2000s one with James Earl, yeah. not James Earl Jones, um, Jeremy <laughs> Irons. <laughs> yeah. I like I love that one just because how bad it is. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of critical role, I I don't really understand the reference. Christian would with the fresh cut grass. Oh yeah, fr- fresh cut grass. The uh, Sam Regal plays a cleric, and uh, in the current campaign they're doing, and his name is Fresh Cut Grass. A great. I mean it. If you've watched any of Critical Role and know how Sam Regal is, it, 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 words yeah. are hard. <laughs> In the movie, it's just like a little spell, but it is uh, a reference to it. And I thought uh, when Christian mentioned it, I thought that was pretty neat. Oh shit! Well, see, I I didn't know if they did it with the intention. To make the reference to Critical Role, like I picked up, like I, just from remembering uh, Fresh Cut Grass, you know. That now every time I hear the words Fresh Cut Grass, I'm like, oh yes, Sam Regal's cleric, Autonomaton, <laughs> or whatever the words pronounced. Uh, automaton, there we go. That's that's the word, Automaton. Yeah, every time I hear Fresh Cut, fresh cut Grass, I immediately think of it now. So, I thought, is that a reference to the critical role? I was like, I don't know. Maybe they just used fresh cut grass. Maybe that's just what they happen to come up with. But since then, it has been confirmed that it is indeed a reference. So. I, I think- like how they also used all like how they used like an Aarakocra and all that stuff. Like they didn't stay just with, you know, maybe elves and humans, maybe yeah. one other race. It kind of branched out a little bit here and there. Yeah, with um, like the one guy that um, Michelle, like Michelle Rodriguez, was like in love with. I believe he was <laughs> supposed to be. I believe he was supposed to be a halfling, maybe. Yeah, that's what I think it was. And then you had um, the druid character. She was a tiefling, which I thought was pretty cool, but. I was expe- <laughs> I was expecting them to like make her like pink or purple or something, but I thought it was pretty neat still to have like a teeth in character. That would have been Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <clears throat> and I also enjoyed how like they kind of kept in like mind with uh like how certain like what stats and like what 
range like certain things have because like when they're in the dungeon and trying to figure out like the gnome puzzle and then like simon's character accidentally steps on the wrong thing and it collapses and he was talking like oh it's way too far for telekinesis and then the staff he uses like it's got a range of like 500 yards and everything i was like oh they're actually kind of like keeping in mind like how far some things can go like when you play D and D and you're checking your spells and everything, it tells you the range, radius, and everything you can do it for, which I just thought was pretty neat. That is really cool. They should have had an arch. I'm like, oh no, I'm at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. I'd be taking the shot at a serious with a serious risk. And. Uh, Honestly, now looking at it, I'm surprised they didn't have a uh, someone with a bow. I mean, that's pretty stereotypical in the fantasy genre, I feel. Would have been like a Legolas type person. Yeah. The tiefling girl, she had like a little slingshot on her arm, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I like when characters have neat, like how they did with the axe, how it kind of extends out and stuff. I like when they do neat little things with weapons that aren't just, you know, oh, I have a sword. I am so cool. Swords are awesome, but, uh, yeah. you know, in the next one, we need a Kasaragama, okay? Kasaragama <laughs> I'm going to say now. Uh, another thing I was gonna say, Chris Pine. Chris Pine was like really good at singing in this movie. Honestly, I, was, I like during the movie, I was like, I'm gonna look up if any of these songs are available to listen to, because <laughs> he's actually pretty good. Clearly, you haven't seen Next. Into the Woods. <laughs> I haven't. Okay, he sings in that he, one. He's the next dandelion. <laughs> 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 Uh, if they're gonna cast, they're recasting Henry Cavill, might as well recast Yaskier. No, please don't. I love that man. <laughs> Show's going downhill. Might as well just <laughs> do whatever you want. I, I was gonna say the effects in this movie were freaking stellar. I love the effects, and I enjoyed the practicals that they had. Actually, they were... I love that too. I was surprised by how many practical effects and sets they used for this. Yeah. <clears throat> and I thought, like, the villains were pretty bland, but mainly the char- like the main characters was, like, what's kept it really afloat and everything, what made it really enjoyable with their interactions and everything. How Simon was like, basically a coward, uh, t- uh, the tiefling girl. Yes, you saw. <laughs> yeah, he was Usopp from One Piece. <laughs> it's coming to haunt you, Hector. One Piece is after you. Shit. You can't avoid it. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Whenever Christian Everywhere I it. look, I see a reference. <laughs> <laughs> you see a straw hat. <laughs> uh, I think that one halfling dude was wearing one. Oh, God. <laughs> It would make sense because in, in the background, because <laughs> uh, uh, it makes sense since like in One Piece, some characters are fucking gigantic as hell, and Luffy's is like short as fuck. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't remember though. 
so Sophie uh Sophina was the main like sorcerer's witch, but I don't remember the one uh Hugh Grant played Forge. Forge. Like, yeah. I thought I thought they were pretty like weak as like villains kind of ish because mm-hmm. like he didn't really like get that much time to spend with like the like the characters before they got arrested and then he's just like mm, like oh, it's you guys oh I betrayed you by the way and you're just like oh <laughs> well then but I I, st- I still think it was like pretty pretty fun. Is there anything that you kind of, like, still recall, Hector, that you thought was, like, either not really well or you really enjoyed? Um, so I, I, I still remember the movie. I just can't recall the movie that much. But, um, so I missed the first ten minutes where, um, Chris Pine talks about the backstory. But, of course, like, the, but I think the movie did a pretty good job of, like, catching me out. I think this film... Uh, like you guys are recall, recalling all the references, which is really awesome. I did not, ex- I was not expecting. I'm not a D and of course I'm not a D and D person, so I don't, I didn't get all the references. My brother plays D and D, but he doesn't play that much, so he doesn't, he didn't get all the references either. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of like a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. It was like a TikTok. They mentioned like they brought back, they like brought in like a live action version of like the cartoon back in the 90s or 80s, I believe, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, but, um, I, I, <laughs> I did not want to see this movie at all. I don't care about D and D. The film, the tra- I saw the trailers a lot. They showed it a lot. Um, every time I go see a movie, um, and it looked fine. It didn't like I. I get it was going for it was. I knew it was going for like a comedic route, but it wasn't making me laugh. So I was just like, mm, doesn't really interest me that much it looks too much like guardians of the galaxy but like maybe it won't have you know the things that made guardians of the galaxy work so i was just like i don't want to see it but um of course you know whenever i don't want to see a movie my mom wants to see it so my mom wanted to see this for some reason so she took me to see it she took my brother and i to see it and uh i was generally surprised by how much i had a good time i had a really good time watching it i was there's plenty of times in this movie where i laughed really hard I, um, for me, my biggest laugh was I don't know if you guys remember, but um, when Chris Pine was doing the distraction and uh, Justice Smith's character Simon was doing the spell and it was going all wrong because they were like too far away and like he starts like <laughs> becoming this w- weird CGI morphin m- creature, <laughs> you know, like he's just, like his eyes are getting bigger. It, it was like kind of like Guardians too. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And they're trying to like sneak back into the castle, yes, or something along those lines. Yeah, that part got a huge laugh out of me. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting them to do something that clever. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, I, I, this is another lesson for me to just never underestimate people who made Game Night because uh, I saw Game. So, have you guys seen Game Night? No. Okay, I saw it. I saw it in theaters. It was pretty much the same experience. I did not want to see it. I don't like those kind of comedies. It was like improvised comedies where it's just people talking to each other. But I was genuinely surprised by how much I really enjoyed Game Night because they utilize like they use they're really good filmmaking. Like these I, these people are really really creative filmmakers. They use camera in a lot of creative ways. There's a lot of like 
in game night there's a lot of like moments where there's like transition shots but it's like shot similar to like how you would film like a board game and um there's also like uh, one shots and there's also like um point of view shots it's just like various they they visualize like the whole film almost like a game board and at some points and it and it, it also helps that it's really funny I actually there's plenty of times in game night that I laugh really hard so but what the what the trailers didn't really do it justice it was not for me it was not until the clip they showed the clip of the bringing back the dead on Twitter and I saw the clip and I I thought it was really funny I thought it was very clever with the whole like questions and they just keep asking him on accident it's like why'd you ask him that i didn't <laughs> yeah that kind of like reminded me of like how like if you were playing in game like <clears throat> like your your roles weren't like working that well and you kept picking the wrong person or something like, i don't play D, but i i figure like a lot of parts of the movie is like how it felt it just pro- i'm guessing it's probably how it felt playing D or how like group of friends would play it so I, I thought like i was i was questioning if um like you mentioned Devin, if you like you thought they were gonna do like the go with the route of like people in, in people in real life playing this version of it uh, yeah i thought it was gonna go that route too but i'm glad it didn't and it, it's very much in universe and it's i think the biggest surprise for me was how there's times where it's very sincere it 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 makes fun of itself, but not to the point where it's pushing itself down. Like it doesn't go with the Marvel route, where it's like saying like, "Oh wow, look at us being ridiculous! Please like us." That's how I felt. That's it. It never goes that way. It's very like like the characters are still taken seriously. The stakes are still like high for a movie like this. And I still and I, I genuinely did care about these characters. There is a moment where. I'm not going to spoil this one, but um, something happens to one of these characters, and I was legit like, oh shit. Like, I was really worried about that character. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, you guys right, mentioned... Right, the very end? Yes. Okay. I, was <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> Spoiler. No, no, no. I, 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 was try- I, I saw you were trying to cover it, so... You can talk but, about it later. I, I did like um... that ending, because, like, you could kind of... Once it, like... it happens, you kind of already know, like how it's like what's gonna happen afterwards yeah just because the way they build it yeah because like the one little vision that chris pine had you kind of just like you if you could foreshadow what was gonna happen i was like oh okay so something like that's gonna happen um yeah i but like the best part of the movie for me some of the best parts with the movie was like the scenarios they're they were in uh I i really enjoyed that whole um the whole dungeon and dragons bit <laughs> like where um where like simon steps on the, the the bridge and like everything falls apart even though like uh, i don't know his name zinks or zink is um, yeah, explaining what what's what to do <laughs> how how simple it is yeah it's like pretty simple <laughs> gotta take like only odd numbers on the oh, yeah each row and then I we'll, love that dude so much. I, I love <laughs> them too. <laughs> I really enjoyed his character. I really wish he was there more often. I was very sad that he. I, I kept on thinking he was going to come back, and then he, he did. Uh, he, I was going to come he, back at the very end, I guess. Yeah. I would not be upset if they made a sequel to this because it's 
really fun. Uh, if they if they keep the same creative people, it's clear they yeah. it's clear that people working on this love D and D, and they love it yeah. enough to. They they I'm I was just generally surprised by how much they managed to appeal to. Of course, like I'm guessing, like the hardcore fans, like you guys, but also like the hardcore fans, they probably would enjoy this too. I was surprised by how much, um, like a general audience would enjoy it. Especially like my mom had a really good time watching it. My brother, um, he also laughed really hard plenty of times in the movie. He loved it. Um, I think one of my favorite, like one of my favorite jokes, was when they were like still entering the dungeon. And the one brain creatures they were talking oh, yeah. about, they're like, they attack people with high intelligence, so try not to think about anything. <laughs> and they just pass them by, he's like, oh, that's offensive. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love jokes yeah. like that. I love moments like that. Um, but uh, bringing, the, the bringing back the dead bit, um, they showed the clip so many times. They knew, once that, that thing went viral for a bit, I knew, yeah. I, I, it, at that point, when the tra- they keep showing the trailer, when they showing the trailers they start adding that scene i was like okay <clears> they know they finally got like their target audience they finally got finally got people's attention and i was worried that since that scene has been played so many times i was like okay it's not gonna be as funny when i finally watched the movie but um to my surprise yeah. they kept they keep they, going <laughs> it was like they had more to it it was just like that was only the surface of it yeah it's the, it's the setup for like everything else and it's i was just i love stuff like that um there's also like many moments with i, I i'm so happy uh, it just says a lot about the movie about movies in general but i'm just so happy this movie uses so many practical sets and practical effects and like movie magic like a lot of the creatures are actually like their puppets or their actual costumes and it's yeah. really i thought it was really neat there's transitions that happens. So there's like the portal scene where they're trying to hit, go to like that. Um, uh, they're trying to like steal, like um, sneak in. The, yeah. They use the portal, and there's like a shot where she. No, what was her name? Her name is Doric. I know Sophia Lil. Yeah. I know Sophia Sophia Lillis from the It movies. So yeah. Um, where she like, there's like a transition where she goes like through the portal, and I was thinking like, oh, that's a really, well, that's kind of a cool CGI shot. And then come to find out, like, oh, they use a lot of, like, practical tricks to um, make that happen. And I thought it was really, really cool. Um, it, it took me a minute to, it, it took me a minute to figure out who she was. Because, like, I was like, she's so fucking familiar. What is she from? And I, <laughs> at first, I thought it was Elliot Page. I was like, no, no, that wouldn't be Elliot Page. And then oh, he'd be dude. Realized, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Sophia Lewis. I haven't seen was really fun, though. You say, Christian? I said the caravan scene was really fun. Mm-hmm. That, that Hector was talking about. Yeah. Even, like, the whole, like, big uh, stadium part. Um, I don't know what kind of creature that is, but, the, 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 like, the panther thing with, like, the, the weird antennas or the weird tail. Um, yeah. There was, moment, there was a moment that I actually jumped. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me, let me look through the cast. I know Justice Smith. Uh, he was in the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, yeah. In Jurassic World. Uh, we all know Michelle Rodriguez, Chris Pine. Uh, hey, I, I know. You know what's funny? I've actually never heard of Chris Pine before. Really? Um, Chris really? Pine. Yeah, I 
Chew, Ever watch? I kept on hearing people be like, Chris Pine. Like, I don't think I've seen him in any of them before. You ever watch uh, the Star Trek movies, the recent ones? No. Oh, okay. That's how I knew him. I've seen trailers from it, so if he's in that, like, <laughs> I guess I have seen him before, but. Hmm. Yeah. And I he was in the, the Wonder Woman movies. Oh, yeah. I forgot. He's in a lot of movies. I think. He's. He's pretty underrated, in my opinion. He is and I think he, I think I, uh, my dad, my dad saw it and he told me he really liked it too. He, he told me <laughs> the first thing he told me is like, "This is very much like Guardians of the Galaxy," but he also told me like, "Chris Pine's a better, it's better than like Chris Pratt," and I was like, "I agree." He, he's what he, Chris Pine is. I think is what Hollywood wanted Chris Pratt to be, because I think Chris Pratt works. He works so well as a an underdog like a star lord type character he's really good at that whenever he's doing like um like the jurassic world movies i i can't stand chris pratt in that movie but like chris pine i think he works so much better as leading man very charismatic he's he's not doing like a ryan reynolds thing where he's like winking at the audience saying like hey look how ridiculous this is but it it, he kind of does it but it's like it still feels sincere like he still still feels genuine i guess I think that's what kind of what helps. I really like Michelle Rodriguez in this one. I really liked her in this one. Um, I mean, I should have like a couple uh, like nice. Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah. It, I'm, I was gonna say I'm really glad like how much recognition Dungeons and Dragons is getting now because like it used to be like one of those things that people thought was like oh it's one of those weird that's that's that LARPing shit that people weird people do and like. Sure, like sometimes it can get like kind of weird, but it is like a really fun thing to get into once you're like really into it. Because Christian, I believe I, I I'm the one that got you into it, right? Uh, yeah, good old poner. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was just a little funny backstory. Christian, you wanna you wanna g- give a little tale about your favorite character you ever made? Ah, uh, yes, the legendary poner. Uh... <laughs> I, I didn't know how it worked. I, I just, you know, I was hitting random name generator and something came up and I was like, I, I don't even know what it was. It wasn't Poner. But then I thought of the word boner and I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just change the letter real quick. <laughs> or maybe Poner did random generate and I was like, that sounds a lot like boner. That's funny. Uh, yeah, and then I mean, I didn't really know what was going on, and then Devin here just started saying something about big fat women and drinking, and then we kind of just ran with it. And he became just like the stereotypical. If you've ever watched uh, Billy Madison. The Doyle Rules kid. <laughs> like, he was basically that, but he said Poner instead. He didn't say rules or anything. It was just Poner. Poner! Poner! He, he gets drunk and he loves big women. And then he just, when he's super drunk, he, he stutters his name. He's like, Poner! There was that time I, I had my, uh, my Lance. I'm sure we didn't go over the rules well for this but it was fun and i rode my lance like a horse and like ran into the dude and started galloping around 
screaming toner after killing <laughs> this man. But uh, yeah, yes. But um, I had got I had shortly gotten into Dungeons and Dragons, like I think a year or maybe two before like Stranger Things actually came out, and then like when I watched it, I was like, oh, they're kind of like it's kind of cool to watch like a show that's introduced like kind of introducing D and it kind of became a little bit more mainstream yeah. and <clears throat> even though i i'm not a big fan of stranger things like i'm kind of glad it kind of gave its recognition and people are kind of like people are seeing like celebrities now play and everything and it's really cool i've been seeing like i saw like a tiktok recently where there's this account that like makes like super detailed tables for people to play D and D on, and one one of them were making a a table set for an actor by Joe Mangelago. Mm-hmm. You know who he is? Oh, wait, wait, made um, it, he... uh, fucking, he's the guy from Spider Man Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was the bully in Spider Man. Don't fight me either. Played him. Don't fight me. <laughs> I just, I just got a like a flashback of like a meme I saw oh, no. where it's like he's like it was two of them and he's like I want and they're just like I wouldn't want to fight me neither and they just walked away instead. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm really glad like D and D is kind of like coming out more and like more people are getting into it and uh, critical roles becoming like a pretty big popular show now yeah. and they have uh, a pretty famous voice actor that like get like he stars in it a lot matthew mercer have you He's heard of him idea yeah. they're gonna mention well, he, uh, he did... ashley johnson that's the only one i know yeah <laughs> uh, i thought like he he does there aren't there some where he's like a character in somebody else's dms uh, I mean, not that I'm aware of. Maybe that I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I know. I, it's been. I, I, don't a long, who... I, I only. I've, I've only gotten like. I'm still only on the first season of uh, Critical Role. I'm not gonna lie. I watch like a few episodes of each campaign, and then, I mean, I like watching it. Don't get me wrong, but. Like three and a half hours every week yeah. for over a hundred weeks. That's just so much content to absorb. Yeah, I, I bet it would have been like a whole lot easier, like when it first came out and people like watched it then, like, and you just kept up with it like weekly, and that would have been better. But it is, it is intimidating to like watch that. Well, but. Like, it's not something that you need to, like, watch the first campaign to understand, like, later stuff. Like, I mean, they make references at the table because, you know, I mean, they're a group of friends playing. And, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, that's what friends do. I mean, when we play D&D, we go off on silly tangents for a little bit here and there. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, I, I think I was... Pretty, I think I s- tried starting the third one when they're like four episodes in, mm-hmm. and it, it's still just a lot. It, 
I mean, I, I say that as I watch like eleven hours of anime every week, but you know, I, that's... I have had I have played a D and D session where it lasted like seven hours. Yeah. Didn't we do that once? Or were um, we not there for that one? I don't believe I was there for that one. I was it one that I was deeming or you were deeming? It was one I was doing. Okay, then I did... probably. It was that uh it was that one where you played uh the Usopp I can't remember I can't remember the girl's name, but oh, Usopp like oh. character. Yeah, my I, I called her I called her I called her Zanovia still. Zenovia, yes, Zenovia, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny funny thing. Like we we were playing one of Christian's campaigns and I created a a character like Simon, sort of, or she's a, she's a ranger, but she's really a coward a lot. So she doesn't like like fighting too much. So like I'd pretend to be like, oh yeah, I'm tough as hell. But when we fought, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go hide. But my character, we were like, we went to this one island, I believe, Christian, right? And then it, no, uh, I can't. It's a lighthouse. It's a yeah. It's a pre-built campaign. I can't remember what it called. We well, I think like what I can like recall was like we went to like this cave, I believe, Christian, and then there's like this open water, like there's like a lake or something, and then my character and a friend of ours, we like jumped in the water and started swimming, and we got eaten by sharks. <laughs> And then my character, so that character died. And then I created like a simp character that was like obsessed with women. <laughs> kind of Sanji esque. Yeah. For was... One Piece fans out there. Yeah, I created Usopp, then I created Sanji. <laughs> and I came across this one village that was being like harassed by bandits, and they started making fun of me. And I killed them all. <laughs> I just cast, I casted a. a powerful spell it was just fireball at my feet i blew us all up but i survived and then like all the villagers came out they're like you you saved us you, you saved us i was like i demand your most beautiful woman to marry me <laughs> and then like the villagers like hold up hold up what the fuck and I, was, I was just like I, I turned invisible i kissed the woman i ran away <laughs> and that was just the end of it i think that was the last time i played with that well we i I didn't, I didn't forethink of something because I was trying to build my own world for that one. It, it was yeah. Skyhorn's lighthouse. I just used that as like a precursor, since it's like a level five thing. And I was gonna like build it into something else. And I was doing pretty decent, but then I came to a point where I just didn't. I thought I wanted to go somewhere, but I ever, I overthinked a lot of things, so I, I didn't. Like, I thought it was good, and then I started thinking of loopholes, or plot holes, I mean, and then it just made me angry, and I was like, no, I'm not going to DM this right now, because plot holes. I'm going to fix the plot holes, and then I just never did, so. <laughs> that one I did, but. But, uh, yeah, this, this movie's great, because it's just, like, it's actually a fun thing to, like, 
interact with and watch this movie and then it kind of just like makes you want to play it and it kind of makes me just think about like all the campaigns that i've played and i've i've dm'd personally for christian and all my other friends i definitely recommend this movie i give it an oh. eight out of ten I would say there's one very unrealistic thing about this movie. Dragons? What's that? <laughs> I don't think I have ever played a campaign where one character comes out with a very good story from start to finish. I don't know if that I don't know if that's a table problem or or what it probably it's probably a table problem. Not gonna lie. We're way too goofy for that. Yeah, I've never seen a character have a a, a good story, like a, a well, ending. yeah, well developed, heartfelt story that you know it's like, man, that character from start to finish was like goaded for the right reason. Can yeah. you can you think of any of them? I mean, like I think Poner, yeah, I think Poner kind of made a staple, but I don't think that. <laughs> I don't yeah, think that was due, due to well craft. I don't think that was due to craftsmanship. Hoder had a non-canon death in the next campaign, where like we had well, like wasn't that the technical canon death? But we just, just still used him here and there. <laughs> yeah, so like we had like another campaign that we did. If we're our like the party that uh, I was DMing and the part uh, Christian and the party got like captured by goblins and they. They found like a cage that had like a skeleton in it, and then like on the wall or something written that had here here was Poner. <laughs> oh, there was that one too, yeah. Okay. And Christian was like, "No, it's not true." <laughs> Poner would never die so easily. <laughs> what was the other one you were talking about, Christian? Remember, there was that one that you did. I have no like I. We went through like a portal or something, and like you just had to keep them going through portals, and it like take you into different rooms. I think it was me and John just kept on going through a portal, and you kept on rolling like the same number. <laughs> oh yeah, like you couldn't get out, and it, I I had no like there was no real way to do it. Like it's just luck. <laughs> yeah. And me and John were just finally bored. <laughs> It's just going on so long. We we're just going to walk through. We rolled just bad. And it, it instantly killed us. I was like, oh, <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> D&D is really great. If I'd say, like, you definitely have to kind of, like, read up on it. Because it is, it is intimidating to get into at first. But once you, like, understand how it works and everything, it's... It's pretty, it's pretty, like, <sighs> see, I wouldn't say it, it's hard to get into, but it's easy to master, I'd say. Wouldn't you say, Christian? You mean it's easy to get into and hard to master? Oh, sort of, uh, I was trying to, yeah. Uh, I might have had a uh, brain fart. Yeah, I mean, if you, like, it's hard, like, if you want to. You know, you want to be that lore master, you know, like, this is exactly what should happen, like, if this character's 
like say you're playing a character that wants to join the Emerald Enclave or like uh, Doric was or the Harpers like Ag Edwin was his name right? Edwin? Chris Pine's character? Yeah I think so. Yeah like if you want to join one of those factions and then like you want to make it so Edgen? Yeah. yeah. And you want to like piece stuff together properly and you know make it so like you being in the Harpers means something and and all this and connect it to like certain people that are actually like yeah that could be difficult and like it, I mean there I think there's over a hundred gods in Faerun which is just uh, I mean that's crazy I there's no way I'm ever gonna remember that especially just like as a as a hobbyist thing yeah I mean all the other things you have to memorize and like deal with in everyday life you're telling me i need to with my with the extreme obsession i have with anime and all all that playing video game yeah i can't i can't memorize a hundred gods that crazy well i mean yeah if you want to master all that stuff it takes time and you know you really have to dedicate yourself to but i mean at the end of the day i mean you can kind of make D and D whatever you want. I mean, it doesn't have to be the world that they use. I mean, you can make your own world. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's tons. You can of add, like... subtract. I mean, I know it... a lot of people. Oh, sorry. Uh, they've made it like just. It's not just like like the Dungeons and Dragons universe. They have one for Star Wars. They have one for Harry Potter. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's pretty. It's just pretty insane for like how far, like how deep it goes. I, mean, I think they even have a. I mean, I guess it's not D and D because I mean D and D is like the fan. You know what I mean? Like D and D is the fantasy. Yeah. But I mean, I. I mean, D and D is kind of what is pretty much inspired all these little wavelengths. I mean, what they're coming out with the Marvel one. Yeah. Just the LARPing. I have a buddy that's really into that. Just LARPing in general. Yeah. And then, well, they even have a Power Rangers one now. That's, which is great. I don't like the rule set for that. Uh, I'm a Power Rangers guy. Uh, yeah. But I think the rules on that one are a little weird. Because I, I think you. I think you get points or something and like you have to like you have to start every i mean i know most battles in power rangers do like the stereotypical like oh yeah you fight the like minis with your fist and then you like turn into a power ranger and, and then you go in the zords but i mean there's some episodes where it's not like that like sometimes you just start in ranger form uh, i don't know that's very off topic of D and D, but <laughs> I mean it's sort of related. Well, yeah, I mean with D and D, I mean what you can, yeah, as long as someone knows the basic rules. I mean the whole like sleeping and I mean you don't really have to do like all those minute rules. It, or, you can yeah, if I mean, you, you want, want for like a serious like into yeah. in depth one, but. I mean, like, 
I know a lot of, I mean, I don't think, I mean, unless people are being obscene with the stuff they're, like, carrying, I don't, I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think many people are, like, heavy on the encumbrance rule. Like, yeah, you can't, like, carry three people on your back, but I mean, that's not a very... Can't carry, like, a whole trunk chest that you find. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to try and drag our buddy to safety. It's like, if you're the, if you're basically the same size and, you you know, like, you're carrying your backpack or, like, a back... And maybe, maybe two backpacks, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, uh, please uh, get... Please calculate that into your weight and we'll see if you're encumbered now. You know, like... We'll see if you can't move because it's too much weight. It's like, who, who really... It, it, there, there are like definitely like a lot of minute details in Dungeons and Dragons that kind of like see seem like super important that you will like consider while playing, but it's nothing like too like world breaking as long as it's not like super outrageous when you're playing the game. It's just like, oh, I'm carrying like a thousand gold. You can be like, oh, well, I mean, it's not really that big a deal. Because, like, in world, you'd be like, imagine carrying a thousand pieces of gold with you. But in the game, it's just like, it's not nothing too outrageous. I mean, unless you're playing like a fairy character, is yeah. like probably. <laughs> yeah, or a gnome. <laughs> it is bigger than you. I don't know. I think a lot of the ideas, like, you know, like, based situationally it's like yeah like it's not that big of a deal here but you know some other time i don't know it's weird when you play it it all makes sense though yeah but that's why we need to get hector into the indie yeah we do we got to get you back into it hector i think we you played one mm. thing with us i think no, no he never did i mean uh, I, was with me. I was going to join but um it was the Star Wars yeah. one that he was going to join. Oh, yeah, but that's the one that we ended up getting, like, mainly in person. No, because I say that, but that's right. Uh, Michael played with us on the phone. Yeah. That, that's the time he made that brothel character. Oh, no, I was yeah. just obsessed with brothel. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be down to do another Star Wars one. That would be, yeah. I'll DM that one for you, Christian, so you can play it. I mean, I'd DM it. I, if y'all wanted to. I mean, I, if you want to DM it, too, I really don't care. But We ended at such a weird spot. It was a weird uh, that's spot. A, we... it, I think the last thing was we ran into like a hollow projection of Revan or something along the lines. Yeah. That was a fun party dining, or it was about to be. The the Sith, or I guess I wasn't really a Sith. I was more of a neutrally aligned that had used more Sith-like powers. I don't know. And then back. we had the Jedi. <laughs> but back to the movie now. <laughs> yeah, back to the movie. So off topic. It's all D&D &D though, so 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind listening to you guys talk about D and D because that's. I think this film does a pretty good job, and I think this will. I mean, you mentioned Devin that Stranger Things is definitely uh, a D and D into the mainstream a lot more, and mm-hmm. um, also like in this landscape of Hollywood movies, like we got a lot of nerd shit, and that's pretty much what that's the money maker now. So I think D and D definitely still has a place here in, in pop culture and um yeah i mean I, i'm i i i'm i'm still i'm just still I'm a bit dumbfounded that this film was a lot more entertaining than i was expecting i'm glad it was um uh, because i saw it in between yeah. this in between dungeon and dragons i saw uh shazam 2 and the mario movie which i'll talk about it later um and you know the fact that I've been watching, aside from John Wick four, I've been watching just nothing but mediocre movies. I'm just glad that I finally, we finally got a blockbuster movie that's at least entertaining. It do, so I I I think I think my issues with the film is um it's very it, it does follow a lot of the same tropes as like in fantasy movies. I, I mean I guess it's a given since it is Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Um, it, it, I mean, I've mentioned it plenty of times. It's very much like Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe not as, not as emotionally sincere or as good as that one. Um, even how the ending reminded me a lot of a Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Um, but it still manages to be a lot of fun about poking too, making fun of itself too much. And, uh, I, I enjoyed Hugh Grant as the villain. He was a lot of fun. He was I like Hugh Grant in general, so he was very entertaining to watch. Um every, yeah. the whole cast did a pretty good job. I wouldn't mind if there's a sequ- if they ever make a sequel. Um hopefully maybe it'll lead to more like creative stories or something. Or if they're just gonna go a simpler route, just make it more entertaining. Just bring more fun ideas. Uh if they did a sequel, do you think they should keep the same cast? I... Like, do you think? Do you, like, I mean, I guess I know that's kind. Of, like, I guess that's kind of what a sequel is. is character. No, no, but um, but... they could go like the Knives Out route by like switching it with like different casts. Maybe keeping like the sure. main, maybe like expanding it. Maybe. I don't. I'm I, not sure. I. I don't feel like could get, but so many different variations of stories with a group like you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh yeah, i mean, i feel like they're be, kind of with like how big like D is it'd be like it'd be kind of hard to put those characters in like another like different situation of like what would happen true but also in a movie yeah. sense like the reason why a lot of like in general audiences are seeing it because of chris pine and like all the other cast they like so i don't it it really just depends i don't know they can go either way and it also depends how much money this makes i wouldn't i don't think if they do it like with the quote-unquote same cats i don't think it should be the whole like if they want to keep chris pine and maybe his daughter maybe michelle rodriguez i think it should those two yeah michelle rodriguez yeah, I mean, if I, I think they have to stay together now, it's 
if you bring one, it has to be the other unless you know you get like kill one for some reason. Off screen. Uh but yeah, I mean I don't I don't think if they make a sequel just because it's like honor among thieves. I I feel like it'd be hard to just keep doing Robin Hood esque ish mission mission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think it'd get kind of I figure there's like a lot more you things def- to do in D D than just that. Yeah. You could definitely make like a story about just like evil people in like another movie. Make them all dickheads. <laughs> in in Dungeons and Dragons you can just straight be an evil evil ass person. No. Cause like in like in game, like you can have like the alignments be like chaotic good, lawful evil, uh, neutral, just true neutral, then neutral good, neutral mm-hmm. evil, lawful stuff, chaos. Yeah, I I could go on a whole tangent about people playing like true evil characters in D and D, but that that that's not a rant for now <laughs> uh, i mean honestly all they need is just talented filmmakers and a charismatic cast to make it all work um and good writers yeah. make it fun you know? <laughs> uh, uh i don't really have anything else to say about the movie um aside from i'm gonna do a quick spoiler if you guys want to talk about big big spoilers i'm gonna mention at least a cameo that surprised me uh, the so you mentioned the when you mentioned like the the little guy that uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character is uh, was in love with. It's uh, I was surprised that it was Bradley Cooper. <laughs> it, it didn't look like Bradley Cooper, yeah. Bradley Cooper. So I was like, I was looking very closely. I was like, is that him? <laughs> but to my yeah. surprise, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Rocket. It's Rocket. And that, that that caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa, what is he doing here?" <laughs> I I don't know why, but I still can't picture him doing Rocket's voice. Yeah, me neither. I I just watched um The Hangover for the first time, and it's like that's Rocket. <laughs> I, like I I I I can't see it. But I mean that he's good. I love Rocket, so yeah. It, what would you guys rate this movie? Give it an eight. Uh, I'll give it a solid seven. Christian, uh, I've got to the point where I don't really like rating things <laughs> like that. But it doesn't have to be uh, like a solid thing. You can, of course, you know, ratings change. Yeah. At the moment I'm feeling a seven. I mean, it's definitely enjoyable. Give it a tier. <laughs> Give it a Give tier. It, uh, yeah, I'm more of a tier. All right, all right. <laughs> we're going to change our rating to tiers. Let's, it's a B for me. I give it, I give uh, it a B. Okay, yeah, that, that is exactly where I was going. <laughs> it's like a B. <laughs> all right. Um, we, it's a solid B for us, all of us. You guys have anything else yeah. to add for now for the for the movie? Well, that's pretty much it. Paladin boy, best character. Yeah. <laughs> Give We're him just... a spinoff. 
We're gonna we're gonna change our podcast to a D and D podcast. <laughs> Roll critical. Oh god! All right, so I guess this concludes our episode on D and D. I hope you all listen. Of course, I hope you all listen. But thank you for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and look forward to different ones. Uh, thank you, Christian, for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, you know, Craig is always uh, in need of company. Yes. Christian's true number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one on the field, number one in your heart. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Our recording. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank very you much. for all listening. Oh. Oh, thank you for having me, also. Of course, yeah. of course. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I wonder if it's going to pick up. I really hope so. (laughs) I'm going to add another one. Everyone. I need to add more. I cannot wait to use it. What'd you say, Christian? I'm so confused at what's going on. I'm using using Hector's using the soundboard. Oh. See, I can't hear the sound. More. Okay, well, let's see if the <laughs> recording can bring it. Wait, so Christian, for you, it was just silence? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird because my soundboard volume's all the way up and stuff, but I just can't hear it. And it's, uh, it makes me so angry because I want to hear it. I really do. <laughs> let's hope Craig is nice enough to add sound effects. I'm going to add another one. Did you hear that one? Oh, I can use this for like a sensor button. What the? What's going on? You son of a fucking bruh. Because I liked it. I like doing it to Alex and messing with Alex. (laughs) He's telling some story. Can I hit the sad horn? He's like, I'm muting. I'm muting you. (laughs) Wait, Hector, curse again? Curse again, Hector. Who the f- are you? Yeah, you uh, yeah. Hector just said the N-word, said the everyone. F-word. Oh, <laughs> you said the N-word, you liar. Stop calling me that. Hey, yo, Craig's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>